you all right, darling? Oh, I'm all right, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good, actually. You been up to much? Oh, you know, just relaxing. You? Oh, you know, adopted a brainworm. Up? Uh, yeah? Yeah, see the... Oh, ha uh-huh. Yeah. What's that do? Feeds off my synaptic energy. Tries to control me a bit. It's quite sweet, really. I... I don't know if sweet's the word I'd use for it. Are you enjoying this? Yeah, I mean, it's fine, you know. It's, it's, the thing is, it's not very, um, good at, at, at what it does. Okay. Don't get me wrong, it will release all of the, the nice hormones to make me feel good about everything, but it's not very good at the suggestion stuff. Okay. So it's just like, hey, maybe we should infect everyone else. And I'm like, no, I'm good. (laughs) That doesn't sound half bad. It's great. I get all of the "Mm, relaxed chemicals don't try to remove me. Mm -hmm." Yeah. And none of the I will infect all of humanity. I mean, mean, that actually sounds kind of pleasant and like a thing I would also want. Oh, no. Oh, no. I've fallen into the trap. I want one now. I might know where you can get one. I, f- I feel like I feel like this is what it wants. Rain slug. <laughs> Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Magnadale, and I'm not Jane Harris Magnadale. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's a show where two. Very sleepy queer trans ladies have a bit of a chat about what we've been up to in the week, media-wise, and do some silly voices and skits. We're both very sleepy We're both today. We're sleepy. We, we went on adventures, and adventures are tiring. They adventures are. are not the usual four walls and routine. No, they're not the usual 76-hour week. They're relaxing in a field. Yes, but, but that's not the routine, and therefore tiring. Very tiring. Ah, it was very nice. It was. It was lovely. I had a bit of a pain flare up on Saturday, but apart from that, it was. Yeah. It was very lovely. We had a very chill Sunday. Yeah, we did. And then we did a bunch of dancing. We listened to a bunch of music. So we will come to that later. But uh, shall we talk about some things that we have played? We ha- We shall. We shall. We've not played a huge amount this week no, because because we went we, at home. We we were outside in a field in the sunshine. But we did find some things we could play while outside in a field in the sunshine. We did. Um, some friends of ours brought a board game. They did. We've considered bringing board games to a field, and we've done this before and gone, no, we shouldn't. Cause They're they just going to blow away. They have components that will blow away in the wind and such. And the only game I nearly brought was Unstable Unicorns, because I figured we could get some bulldog clips and just hold the cards that way. Indeed, but even then, if you've got a stack of cards, there's yeah. a good chance of like the wrong gust of wind blowing a bunch of them. Exactly. Um, but our friends thought of a game that we overlooked, which was yes. Azul. Uh, which Summer Pavilion. Pa- Summer v- p- Pavilion. Second. Yes. We've talked about this game on the show before, but it is a game where you have uh, colourful tokens and sort of uh, boards that have flowers of varying colours, where each of the petals requires a certain number of diamonds of, diamonds of that colour to, to place one on there. Mm-hmm. And if you fill in the flower, you get a bunch of points. If you put petals next to other petals of the same colour, you get a bunch of points. Um, if you enclose certain symbols, you get points. You get some extra tokens rather than points for those. Um, and 
there is a phase that's all about like taking tokens from the middle to like try and get as many resources as possible to fill those flowers up with. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, it was a really good thought in a game to play yeah. out in a field because the l- the, the c- lightest component, I suppose, is the little wooden scormy. Uh, maybe uh, like, there's there's the boards which are cardboard, but they're not super light. They're not the sort of cardboard boards that you'd expect would blow away too easily. Plus, I suppose once you've got a few of the pieces on it, it weighs it down. Exactly. Well like th- when we were playing this out in the field, the thing that was most being blown about by the wind was the blanket we were playing the board game <laughs> on, and not the board game itself. And yeah, it converts very well to playing playing outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, the it's a game about colors and colorful pieces, and that obviously works very well in a nice sunny day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a nice simple teach as well. It's not too much of a heavy brain one for if you're out in a field and Indeed. having some pims. Yes, pims. Indeed, I was having, I was having some pims. I was having lovely. some pims. I had some pims. That's some rum. Pims. A little bit of rum. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, a little bit of rum. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Azul is definitely a good recommend for if you are in the market for a board game that is a simple teach that has a good amount of complexity, like behind its simple rules, and that you can play in a field outdoors. Mm-hmm. There's not many that fit that niche. And the components are so nice to touch. I love oh, those little pieces. They're such satisfying click-clack, mm. nice nice bits. Oh yeah, rummaging in the bear bag is also a lovely noise. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that was, a, that was a real good pick of a board game to play outside. Oh, yeah. What have you been playing this week? Well, I ran two sessions of Dungeons & Dragons. Indeed. For people who were like, I've never played Dungeons & Dragons, will you teach us? Yeah, so we did some simplified uh, D&D for people who'd never played. Yes. So I, I used an online service to generate five characters, yeah. uh, as simple as possible. So we had three spellcasters, two hitties, and the spellcasters, I like pre-approved all of their spells and set yeah. them up. You basically made level one characters and then um, pumped them their HP yeah. up to level three, yeah. yes. uh, but you didn't give them extra spells because that was going to get more complicated. Things. Yeah, so for example, we had, uh, I think it was a druid that had um, charm person and befriend animal. So like those were two easy ones to explain mm-hmm. off their name. Shillelagh and guidance, which you could sort of pair together and go boost other people or boost yourself. Yeah. Um, and then oh, what were the last two we had on the druid, for example? I think, uh, I think we had a cure something. Yes, we had cu- something like Cure Wounds and Entangle, which are two yes. other ones with very self-explanatory names. Yes. Um, so like that, that sort of thing where it's like, hey, we can go, these things do similar things. Mm-hmm. These things have names that make sense when you read them. Yep. Let's play some simplified stats D&D. And I made as, uh, all, all the like roles for damage and stuff as simple as possible yeah. like by writing... Just roll one d twenty plus this. Don't you yeah. don't have to think about it. Uh, and for, this is what you do if you hit. For for each of the weapons you wrote, sort of the top line was what you need to roll to see if you hit, and the second line was how much damage you do if you hit. Yep. Um, and we used simplified character sheets that did have like the main six um characteristic stats, stats yep. but we didn't have the granular list, so we didn't have everything through medicine and investigation and everything. Yeah, and so just... if someone wanted to do something like that, I just told them what to roll. Yeah. 
Um, but like getting people familiar with like, okay, that's a, yeah, trying to convince someone is a charismatic thing, etc. Because it meant they only had six things to think about. These are the six things my character is good at these three and bad at these three, for example. Yeah. Um, and it went really well. Yeah, I think so. People said they have enjoyed it. People have said they want to get more into it and yeah. and experience more stuff. People are going to teach their kids. We we had a few people who were hesitant to try playing because they were like, oh, I've never played and I, I, I worry I won't be any good at it. And by the end of it, they were like, oh, it, it was nothing like I thought it was going to be. It was so fun. It was just like playing, playing a story together. And yeah. I got really into it. I'm like... Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. We had a few people who've had requests of like, oh, so you could can you play this over the internet with people who aren't with you? Could 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 you run games over the internet? And it's like, we could. I don't have a lot of time. Don't have a lot I of, might try. Don't have a lot of time, but like, yeah, we get get into D and D. Maybe if we could get a weekend, we could run for yeah. like um just uh, two two of the main couples that played with us. Yeah, I think they'd probably be up for some of that. But yeah, we we had a very nice time. We played through a little heist campaign. Yeah, yeah. My plan. I I had an idea for a campaign for a little while about um, uh, going on a quest to steal a wish, because I figure that's something that most people can understand. Yeah, as long um, as you're like, hey, you know how genie wishes. What if there was a bit of paper that let you have a genie wish, basically? Exactly. Like a really simple thing that people yeah. can understand, and then uh, I said it in the polyamory universe because that's my yeah. pre-main universe. Yeah, and it was uh, the uh, ex or the, the the widow, I suppose, of Nestle Croak, mm. who uh, has um, her children have uh, basically cut off a bunch of her money, and she uh, is trying to steal a wish that's being moved from a local bank to a home yeah. a private home vault. And I gave him the choice of, like, you can try and pick it up as it's leaving the bank. Yep. Or as it's getting out the other end. Or you can try and heist it along the route. Yeah. You, you gave, like, three basic points along the journey so that there wasn't that paralysis that can sometimes come with first-time D&D players of, I can do literally anything, that's too many things. Um, but then one, once you were like, hey, pick one of these sort of three prompts of when you'd like to go for it. I'm going to shut up now. How do you want to do it? Start coming up with a plan as a group. Yeah. And they they did. They came up with plans. They came up yeah. with, like, uh, trying to find allies and things like that. Yeah. Our druid decided to befriend um, a rat king yeah. and, and get the entire army of rats on the side. Uh, they also, I think, befriend, befriended some bats. Yeah. Uh, who shat on the enemy, made them explosive, <laughs> and then we set fire. I'm not entirely sure that's how Salt Peter works, but... I, I it mean, was, it was a fun explanation, indeed. And I think my favorite, my favorite part is that you planned an interactive element to this uh, campaign. Yes. So um, I've been doing lock sports for a little while because I've watched yeah. too much of the lock picking lawyer. Lock picking lawyer is fantastic on YouTube. <laughs> uh, I went on Wish. I got some cheap lock picks. I got a couple of practice locks. And they're, you know, they're just sort of fun to pick in the same way as, like, doing yeah. Rubik's Cube is nice, a fun puzzle to solve. Nice and see-through so that beginners can see where the things they're trying yeah. to push are at. Uh, the lockpicks are not suitable for UK keyways, so I can't be accused of trying to break and enter anything. Exactly. Because uh, I cannot afford locks good yeah. enough to pick UK keyways. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, uh, so it was it was nice to sort of go, and you've you've managed to get the chest out of the thing, but it's got a lock in it, and the chest is magically enchanted. But maybe you could pick the lock. Indeed. 
Oh, you'd like to pick the lock, would you? Here is a lock. Here is a lock. Let's Here pass it round. Who wants to try picking yeah. it? And and we, we gave everyone a chance to, to pick a lock. Yeah. And they seemed to have a lot of fun. Yeah. It, it, did, it did slow the game down a little bit, but no one seemed to care about that because we gave everyone a chance to, to have a go. Exactly. Like, it... It's one of those things that, like, I think it made sense to to have it paced toward the end and to not have too much to do afterwards because yes. it slowed down the pace. But like, as long as there wasn't too much to still do, everyone sort of kept their interest. Yes. Well, I mean, the first party um, did exactly what they wanted. Yeah. And and did really well. Uh, the second party, because they moved a little bit faster through some other bits, I gave them a yeah. final boss fight. Yeah. They and... skimmed over some of the setup. They didn't do as much pre-planning, so yes. you gave them a, an encounter at the end yes. to hassle around with. Yeah. I'd, I mean, I'd written the boss fight originally, and yeah. then the first game I was like, this has run for about an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. I think that will do. Yeah. And people were very appreciative of... of, of of, of that event so um, I'm glad that d- different people got different experiences and I got to run a slightly different campaign for, for two groups yeah Although it was quite funny that the first group had entangled the carriage on the way and the second group were uh, just setting up and one of them went we could entangle the carriage <laughs> yeah I mean they said that and then they didn't do it and then they, they didn't do they it they did entangle the guard instead so they like haha there you go Oh, also Smudge has come to visit because we left her alone for a little bit, and she's she's very cuddly. She's very cuddly at the moment. She needs extra attention because she has several days of pets to catch up on. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you played anything else this week? Uh, a little bit more Bear and Breakfast. Uh, I don't really have a huge amount more to say about that at the moment. I've found a couple more areas. I've unlocked a couple new things. Uh, I am slowly expanding my Bear and Breakfast empire. And uh, eventually, perhaps, I will will see what's going on. I think I've got about half of the available areas open now. So mm. uh, I will probably let you know in the next week or so how that is going. Um, and that's really it, I think. There's not been a lot going on, games-wise. Um, I've, I've played a couple of other things I will very quickly skim over. Um, I've been playing some Xenoblade 3. I've yeah, been continuing along be with that. I really, really, really enjoy that game. Um, the biggest complaint I have about it so far, and this is purely a me thing, I'd been very obsessively um, uncovering every single inch of every single area of map, yes. which has been very fun, until I got given a boat with a sl- with a not particularly tight turning circle and a big ocean. Oh dear. Which um, I eventually found a method which was do circles around it um, as best I could and then at the end do one lap swimming around the edges which was not a super quick method but it allowed me to still be just as obsessive as I wanted to be about clearing the map Um, but yeah I'm really enjoying all of the unique mechanics for all of the additional party members that have been unlocked Mm -hmm. the plot has been going some really interesting places Mm -hmm. Um, it it is, as I said, it is a slow start, that narrative, but once it hits its stride, I really fucking like the plot in this. I think it's fascinating. Um, yeah, Xenoblade 3, real good. Um, I feel like I'm finally making some, like, good progress in it and I'm getting toward the end, so I'm excited to see how that game goes. How many hours do you reckon you put into it so oh, far? Oh, 70, 75 hours. Oh, yeah. So, like, 
I suspect I'm probably going to end up... I've still got, um, like, four or five characters to unlock, I think. Yeah. I suspect I'm probably going to hit about 100 hours on first playthrough, which pretty decent. And, like, it feels like it justifies that length. Mm. There is stuff to do. I'm not doing needless busy work throughout. Um, But, yeah, other than that, the only thing I've been playing, and I've not played a huge amount of it, but I've played enough to have some opinions about it, is... I've started playing Spider-Man, the PC port of Spider-Man. Oh. I've been playing that on the Steam Deck. um, Which, that game runs surprisingly well on the Steam Deck as a handheld. Um, Mm. You've got to run it at at very low settings. You've got to put it on the lowest preset to get it to run nicely on the the Steam Deck. Which makes sense. All All of Sony's PlayStation to PC ports have been very resource intensive to run mm. but you can get it to run it like basically 30 frames a second which is pretty good for a, for a big open world game like that nice. um nice big draw distances i like that the remaster and that like the re-releases of that that they've done over the last couple of years have come with a bunch of pre-unlocked costumes which i appreciate because i want to run around as cool comic book night spider-man and stuff like that mm-hmm. um yeah, I'm gonna make time to replay through this at some point, and I really hope that when the 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 sequel, like the the next Spider-Man game comes out, it comes to PC at the same time as yeah. PlayStation, because I'd really like to play it on a handheld. This is where I want to play collectathons. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the kind of game that suits being able to just sit and play it in the living room while you know something else is on. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's basically it for this week for things I've played. Nice. Well then. Um, I think the only other thing I can say that I've actually played with, uh, I've done hours and hours and hours of poi. <gasps> yeah! Many hours of poi over the weekend. Many hours I, of spinning. Uh, I, I've been practicing with my um, staff, my contact staff, to the point I've actually bruised the back of my right hand. How? Uh, which uh, is it's, it's not so bad. But um, yeah, I can definitely feel it. And um, got the levy stick out for the first time in ages. It was nice to give that a bit of a go because lots of people had never seen one. Yeah, and you you got your pixel whip out as well. Got the pixel whip out. Uh, Got a friend who does burlesque to uh, to have a go with it. She instantly she instantly got the gist of what to do with it. I was like, just the whole use it like a feather boa. Yeah, that was (laughs) clearly very good advice. Worked great, uh, yeah, and and had fun watching someone play about with it. Because as fun as it is to be inside it, sometimes it's just nice to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the little flicky lights. <laughs> Yay. Uh, well then, <gasps> time for this. Buy a board gaming table. Um. Go on. Uh, uh, sorry? You play what? games? I, I, I do. So, buy this huge, expensive bit of furniture. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I don't have space. What's that? I, I don't have space. You don't have space? Stop no. making excuses. Our tables bend reality around them, meaning you can fit them in any apartment, even a £1,400 per calendar month London shoebox with no cooking facilities and a shower over the bed. Buy a board gaming table. Or else. Uh, That's right. I, I mean, it does have a little rail for my hand of cards. Credit cards. Oh. Yes, it. So our company is not making enough money. Um, so what I was thinking is I could uh, bring in uh, this 
absolute dickhead to uh, try and make things better. Oh, yes, yes, man. You. You, you, and you. You're all set. But, but that's every woman and person of color on the board. Shut it. We're canceling the girl movie. All the women's shows in the entire mobile game division. Everyone knows they make less money than men, so why bother aiming low? From now on, we hire men, like us. We make movies for men, like us. We make shows for men, like us. There is no room for empathy or feelings or fannying about with any of that bullshit. From now on, we run this company on whatever the opposite of get woke go broke is. Uh, be vapid, make money rapid? Yeah, that's it, exactly. So, what have you put in your eyes? Oh, well, we've been watching through the first season of The Sandman. I think yes. there's a the in the title. There is a the. Yeah, The Sandman, the Neil, yes. Neil Gaiman adaptation. Yeah. Um, how have you been finding this? It's interesting. I am, I, I've never read the book. I've, I've no previous experience with any Sandman stuff, so I, I'm enjoying it so far. It seems... It seems like an interesting show. There are some curious characters. I have no idea where, really, where it's going. Yeah, where it will end. I've been enjoying the characters and the world building and some of the individual stories. Um, I think that its pacing has been a little unpredictable. Mm. Um, the the narrative structure, like, it starts off as very much a here is one big quest that is going episode to episode. Mm. And then for a while, it just becomes individual stories that are somewhat unconnected to each other for a bit. And then it becomes another sort of flowing, ongoing narrative. It's it's pacing's a little... It feels like a comic book series. A little bit. It feels like they finished one arc of the comic and then they did a couple of side stories and then they did the next arc of the comic sort of pacing. Yeah, that sort of thing. Um, and that's not necessarily bad, but like go in expecting that. And like some of those little side stories, some of my favourite episodes. Yeah. Um, the one about every hundred years is yeah, one of my favourite episodes. That was a fascinating it, concept. Yeah, like there are some really good individual episodes, even if yeah. they feel a little like, okay, because there was like a two or three episode gap where I was like, I don't know, I don't know where we're going. It feels like we're trading. Okay, cool. We're going somewhere. Yeah, we had the hundred year story. We had the, uh, the diner. Yeah, yeah. Which was quite interesting. Like, just a whole fascinating thing going yeah, on there. Yeah, I did re I did really like that. I liked that they sat with that topic as long as they did. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the characters are really interestingly written. I like the sort of lore and the world building mm -hmm. of the concepts being dealt with here. I'm curious about some of the characters that have sort of been teased, but I haven't really seen a lot of. Yeah, we've had a lot of early teasing of stuff that hasn't paid off yet. But I'm curious where that's going. We've had some brief visits from characters I suspect will return. Yeah. It's... I, I don't know... I, I don't have a solid sense of, like, the current arc we're in. I don't know if that's, like, where the season's going to end or if there's more after that. I don't think I, there's much more left because I think we're on episode I, eight and I think there's only ten episodes. Yeah, I can't imagine there's that much more. But also, the way it's paced makes it very difficult to tell by watching it where it's going to end. It really does feel like it's it's coming to a, a yeah. crescendo I have point. to imagine the current thing is the crescendo it's building to mm -hmm. um, but yeah very much enjoying it 
Don't give Netflix your money. Don't give Netflix your money. Don't give Warner your money. Yeah. Yar har fiddle dee. Yar har fiddle dee. Um, uh, have you watched anything else? Uh, I probably have watched some other things. Let me have a look. Did I watch anything else? Um, I'm not seeing anything else I've watched this week. Oh my. What about you? Uh, I've been watching a series. I've watched the latest episode today. Um, a person called uh, Rubs, Rebs on YouTube is remaking Simpsons Hit and Run. I am aware of this person. I haven't been watching a lot of their videos, but I know that they're doing this. So I watched the, the first episode quite a while ago, it feels like. And it was just putting together the, like, importing the map, like, the whole cloth. Mm. Uh, from the original, importing some of the sprites, adding new animations to the sprites, just like asset store yeah. animations, and then like trying to get like walking animations and yeah. like various aspects of that. And then as the series has gone on, it's been, hey, somebody else is also doing a project like this, yeah. and they've given us like. Uh, high quality models of a lot of the uh, vehicles and the mm. pedestrians and they've put all the original animations from the original game in so now we can use those instead and yeah. make it more authentic uh, they've got like driving you can drive from inside the vehicles like a first person mode as well now mm. um, they've got a lot going on they've turned uh, Springfield into an island Ooh. because originally it was just like just uh, clumps of stuff so they've managed yeah. to like just put it on an island surrounded by water, like a lot of the GTA type stuff. Yeah, and um, um, yeah, it looks really yeah. good. They were doing some stuff to do with fixing the lighting because the the lighting yes. for cell shading. They ran a one. whole day night um, cycle. Uh, yes, and I think last episode or the one before, yeah. where they were just like, okay, we've we bought a day night cycle off of off of uh, the asset store. Uh, it works really well. And we, it's going fine. They've used various sort of shell cell yeah. shading features. Uh, they were talking about the way they were handling the. Um, I think I think it was the lighting to keep the frame rate going well. Where it's like, hey, at any time we're operating the area you're currently in and the neighbouring area, but not the entire map at once. Ah, uh, yes, for the individual street lighting. Yes. So with the, when the street lights come on at night. Um, then you obviously need to make sure that you have the light on, but when you turn all the lights on in the entire map, it was tanking the frame rate. Mm. So just setting sections where adjo adjoining sections will all be uh, attached. Come on, baby. Don't <laughs> rub against the microphone. Smudge off the microphone. Cuddle on our lap. You're very popular. <laughs> it's me, I'm smudge, I'm popular. <laughs> <laughs> um... Just and and now just adding um, uh, the vehicles and the routes for the vehicles. Yeah. There was all like previously there was a method of pathing for uh, people to mm. walk up and down the the sidewalks and stuff. That has been uh, they've managed to import the paths from the original game. Uh, so now the people don't necessarily walk up an entire street. They walk up sections of street and back down again. Uh, cars will move uh, from node to node, so they'll run like along a rail, and then at an intersection they'll find the next rail and then steer into that. Ooh! Uh, so that's that's been done, and they've also been made to uh, avoid people. So they will they have like a little dot in front of them to yeah. detect a player. Then they will slow down, but they won't slow down for pedestrians. I don't think. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's. Pretty fascinating just watching this whole thing come to life. 
Yeah. Uh, I... As far as I know, this is an entirely a, a fan project that's not going to be for sale or not available. Yeah. But like I said, there, there is talk that several other people are working on this thing as well. Or yeah. their own versions of this as well. So who knows? Maybe someone will. Because this game is in licensing hell. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, I've been really enjoying that series so far. It's nice to watch someone doing all this creation. Yeah. It yeah. seems real neat. Well then, time for this. Lord, got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, do you sometimes go to Ant Festival? I occasionally go to Ant Festival. And when you go to Ant Festival, are you sometimes absolutely repulsed by the toilets? Oh my god, I'm still having nightmares about the fucking toilets. Would they you... were horrendous. Would you like to maybe make sure that there is an good toilet? What I wouldn't have given for and good toilet. I cannot stress to you how horrendous every one of them was. Well, try portaloucamouflage.lol.net. Uh, tell me more about this product and or service. It's 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 like a, a blanket thing that you just throw over the top of of an portaloo. Yeah. And then only you can see it. Ah. You, only you know it's there. You can get in. It's it's as clean as you left it the last time. Oh, God, so on day two or three of the festival, I can still have, like, a halfway decent piss. Yes. Oh, God. I don't have to... I don't have to just, like, dissociate to go pee. Yeah, you, you don't need to, like, just cling to the, the, the handrail and and pray that I, the, the poo monster doesn't touch you. I don't need to make a sign of the cross and pray to, like, every god that might exist just in case one of them can keep me safe. You don't need to come out, catch the eye of a, of a fellow festival goer and say the gods have abandoned us. I, I don't need to leave a cubicle and go, I promise it's not my fault it's that bad. That isn't all my poop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what I wouldn't give for this. Yeah, it's not going to be the moment you have the one flash of trans regret and go, Gosh, if I could, only I could have just stood and avoided all of that nonsense. The one moment where I go having to sit down to pee is a crime and this totally wasn't worth it in this one moment. In this one moment. In That's this the one only moment. moment. Yeah. <laughs> well, portaloucamouflage.lol.net has everything you need. Head over there and enter the code QNPS223 and you can get 25% off your first camel flag. Inside the boardroom of Supremacy Software. Hi. Hi. So, uh, energy prices. Yeah. Through the fucking roof. Really wish we'd gotten into the energy market. They're making a fucking killing there right now. Do you not have shares in the energy market? Well, I, mean, I, I, I Look, I got shares in there, but like, you know, it's not like it's the thing I have most of my shares in. I could be right. making most of my money there, but I got stupid video games to make money out of. Right, yeah, So yeah. you really need to diversify your stock portfolio. Well, I mean, look, I've, look, there's there's only so many, uh, there's only so many things I can be the, the uh, prim one of the primary investors in at a time, you know, but... I've been trying to work out, is there any way we can use the soaring energy costs to uh, make our video game stuff more profitable? Because I've, I've been coming up with some ideas. Right, yeah, yeah, so, what have you got? So here's here's where I start. Um, yeah. You know no one likes those uh, skip-the-grind microtransactions where you skip over the actual gameplay to, you know, skip the levels faster? Yeah, yeah. I reckon we uh, we, we try and pitch this as a, uh, a money-saving venture, because, like, 
sure, you're giving us money to skip the grind, but all that time you're not grinding is time you're not spending electricity on having your game console running, so really, you're probably saving money by buying the Skip the Grind microtransaction. Yeah, and we base the price of those microtransactions on the approximate cost of kilowatts per hour energy bills. Exactly. The higher the energy bills go, the more we can charge to Skip the Grind, right? Exactly. You are a fucking genius. I know. What have you put in your ears? Oh, what have I put in my ears? Well, we listened to some music together while we yeah. were out in a field. Yeah. Um, where do we want to start? Do you want to start with Hippo Sound System? Hippo Sound System, the band whose name I remember because they sang the name of the band in several of their songs. Yeah. Which helps to make it stick in my head. Good, good marketing, them. Mm. Um, yeah, so this was... Uh, I'm trying to work out how to describe them... They had a singer who sang very fast, very quick, like... It was almost, a lot of drum and bass. It was a lot of drum and bass with a vocalist that had a very scar sensibility yes. to that sort of... He, he seemed like he'd be doing the, like, like knees up, knees up yeah, sort of speed Yeah, it wasn't quite, singing. like, MCing at high speed. It was very much more like the, the, the scar get it up, get type. Up, get it up, get it up, get up, get up, get up, get up. Yeah, it's... I, I half... Ex- it... There was something about that band's energy that felt very sky, even though they were very clearly a drum and bass mm. band. They had. I wonder if they're from Bristol. I mean, most <laughs> bands are from Bristol, it seems. Um, but yeah, they had a live, uh, a couple of live people on drums. They had one person with one big bongo drum, and then one person with a bunch of little drums that was doing some very intricate stuff with stuff sticks. With sticks, with just twigs off the ground, which. Mm-hmm. Watching as a drummer, watching that that person drum, I was like, I am. Not only am I very impressed you haven't broken those, but I'm very impressed that you have the dexterity and control to get multiple different sounds out of one drum, using a knobbly little twig you found outside. <laughs> that is that is a skill, and I'm very impressed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I very much enjoyed them. I was. I wasn't inside for that. I was mostly wandering around outside playing. I was right up front for that. And uh, much like when when I got some good scar in front of me, I had a proper good ah, knees up wiggle to that. And you managed to not fall down any of the holes. Didn't fall down any of the holes. There were some holes. <laughs> there we was would, a lot of holes in that there, dance tent. It was, yeah, it was a dance tent. There was grass underfoot. There were holes in the grass. Sometimes <laughs> pillows were put down to cover the holes. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, they were all fun. I need to go look up some of their music like outside of seeing it live, but yes. I very much enjoyed their ska meets drum and bass. Yeah, I'd be curious to see if they've got um, good presents anywhere for uh, for finding more of their stuff. I imagine so. Yeah. Uh, who are you listened to? I went to go and see Captain Flatcap. I sat outside and listened. I listened to Captain Flatcap. Captain Catflap, as as I kept hearing him be called. Yep. Well, at least no Captain Flapjack. Captain Flapjack, yep. As, lo- as long as no one went for uh, any of the other variants, I suppose. Um, yeah, I I I really only knew one of their um, uh, one of their tracks, yeah, uh, which was Alien Jazz, which they did as a free download on SoundCloud some years ago, mm. and um. Yeah, I, I, they, it was the first one they played, so I was very happy about that. Yeah, you got a good start going, I know this one! I know this one, I can dance to this! Uh, so yeah, that was really nice. They did uh, just like a bunch of other tracks, 
lots of stuff off of uh, an EP they released yeah. uh, just at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, an album they released just before the pandemic. For anyone who doesn't know, what's the the genre? Oh goodness, um, <laughs> it's a mixture of live instruments and really squelchy, dirty bass lines. Yeah. So, kind of, gl- kind of in the glitchy, dubstepy type vibe. Yeah. They play a li- little bit of drum and bass at the end, um, and they have like live guitarists. Well, they. Mm. They swap out which instruments they play. So there's a, cu- a couple of guitars, an acoustic and electric. It, it was them that had the, the, the double guitar. No, that was Astralasia. Oh, we'll, we'll get to them next. in a minute. Yeah, you're right, it was. Uh, Captain Flag Cap, yeah, they had um, yeah, a live flute, which I knew them for, but also uh, an electric guitar and an a, a electroacoustic, plus a drummer. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really good tunes, really nice to just get in and, and see some of them, some more of their stuff. And good for them for the fact that they were like, we haven't played to anyone live for about three years. This is so nice to play and play some new songs. Although they're not new songs. We wrote them ages ago. Yeah. But we're finally getting to perform them. So that was that was really nice to, to, to get to enjoy. So should we move on to Astralasia then? With yeah. With guitar. Yeah. T- tell, tell us about Astralasia. Uh, so Astralasia are... Um, ooh. The very psychedelic end of Psytrance. Yes, yes. Lots of um, space sounds dribbled yeah. in. Like um, like psychedelic, uh, psychedelic folk music. Yeah. That sort of vibe. The kind of folk music you would hear on a ship that's like crossing the Milky Way. <laughs> it's, hey, we're going to play some folk music while, like, well, while the engines go to warp speed. Yeah, lots of like very 70s... Um, synth sounds lots of uh like like real modular synth type stuff um and then just lots of effects pedal stuff with Mm. this twin neck guitar and then vocal effects over the top with the singer and she was doing a few i think there were other uh instrumentalists around as well but they they were the main ones we could see yeah uh but yeah it was it was really interesting and I, i think they had like a drum tech as well Yes, so uh, we, yeah. we we sort of ended the evening under a big flowing uh, parachute, listening mm-hmm. to them twiddle away, and yeah. a lovely time. It was a lovely time. Nice yeah. way to spend the nice last night at the festival. Um, um, other than that, like the main thing I listened to was disco. Uh, I was gonna say a bunch a bunch of music on the way on the way back on the drive back. Yeah, had a bit of a uh, a session of just listening to popular music of the 90s, noughties, and 2010s, um, alongside a bunch of, like, songs from musicals. So, uh, Defying Gravity from Wicked, Mm -hmm. um, a bunch of Lady Gaga, uh, The Edge of Glory, for example, um, Sex on Fire by Kings of Leon, uh, Left Out- Cream for that. (laughs) Uh, Left Outside Alone by Anastasia. Be left outside alone. Um, Torn by Natalie Imbruglia. Um, Wannabe by the Spice Girls. Um, Cry Me a River by Justin Timberlake. Wow. Um, Umbrella by Rihanna. Ella, Ella. Ella, Ella, A, A, A. She um, cheats at SNES games. <laughs> um, Grace Kelly by Mika. Hey! Yeah, like that, 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 oh, that's, that's quite a track. I love a bit of Mika. Um. <laughs> Where is the love by the Black Eyed Peas, which I have a brief story about? Ooh. Um, 
The the did they find the love in the end? Is that is that the story? That is not the story. Oh. Um, so they that that song got released as a single, and what was the um the B side to it? Let me see if I can find quickly the. Uh... Okay, the B side to that single, which my th- that is the first piece of music my younger sister owned. She was like six years old. Mm-hmm. Um, the B side to it was called "Something for That Ass," um, wow. which was a song about anal sex. Um. My sister did not own that single for very long before my mother uh, removed it from her possession because she was like six and singing something for that ass. Well, <laughs> so that's that's a story. Um, Gorillas, Feel Good Inc. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Backstreet's Back by the Backstreet Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, I could go on and on, but uh, well, that yeah, me. we listened to the wedding playlist for a bit as well. Oh yeah. That's a good playlist. You did a good good job with that playlist. I did alright, I think. You did real good with that playlist. That's also got Backstreet's back on it. It does. Um, In particular, you did such a good job of mixing from, I think it was Summertime to The Kids of Yesterday by MCR. Yeah, there's like three MCR tracks in a row and I just mix them really nicely together. You did a real good Considering job. Considering I have no mixing experience, I you, think I did alright. You did real good. You, you you ordered them very well. Yeah, and it opens with a bit of Steven Universe, Be Wherever You Are. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I really like that. And, um, yes, I suppose we'll be re-listening to it again tomorrow, since it's our anniversary. And um, For anyone listening early to this, you can catch us on stream tomorrow, driving yeah. a train. Possibly in wedding dresses. Yeah. Yeah. Drinking Prosecco. Yeah. Cake. <laughs> nom 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 nom. Um, nom nom. Um, what else? Oh, I listened to a bunch of System of a Down on the way back. Um, because mm. they were like, Jane, you're in charge of the music. Cool. System. Yeah. Um, so we, we had a bunch of that and that was good for a while. But apart from that, I've not really listened to a huge amount. Oh, I did listen to one thing three times today, and that yeah. is a 15-minute track that I wrote earlier. <laughs> yeah, you did. Uh, yeah, so uh, I wanted to make some ambient music to go for um, accessibility, yeah. and uh, I have written that now. Maybe that will be used. We shall see. Uh, but I listened to it three times today on headphones while I was out. And it sounds as good as it did on speakers. Yay! And it's always important to check out these things on different... Indeed. ...different methods. But yeah. Uh, is that everything we've listened to? I think that's everything we listened to. Well then. <gasps> Time for this. It's August, so uh, you know what that means? What does that mean? Christmas selection boxes. Well, yes. Fancy cheeses, yeah. festive puddings. Why now? It's, it, it's August. Well, people are going to be absolutely wrecked by uh, fuel bills. Uh, this gives them the chance to buy those things they need for a celebration before all of that hits. But, but, but if there's no gas to cook with, how are they supposed to cook dinner? Oh, I've got the R&D crew working on a self-eating turkey. You just snap it like a glow stick and then shake it until it's cooked. But four hours. It's, it's fun for all the family. They can just pass it round. Uh, pass the raw turkey. I love it. Absolutely. <laughs> Salmonella, never heard of her. Never heard of her. <laughs> so, uh, how was your, uh, your uh, cropping this, uh, this summer? Uh, well, you know, we've, uh, you know, had, had, had good luck with the corn. Uh, I've got uh, good luck with the, uh, with, the, with the wheat. 
Oh yeah, and the yeah. Uh, the uh, all the uh, the good sunflowers. Nice to see a bit of sunflower. Very yeah, popular yeah, this year, yeah. of course, because uh, not not for the other sunflower oil around, cause. Oh, of course. Of what course. you what you been uh, what you been farming this year? Oh, I've got I've had a wonderful uh, summer festival crop coming in this oh, year. Oh, nice, nice. You 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 got the tents and everything. Oh yeah, I had I had a whole field full of tents. Oh, it was, right, uh, it right. was coming up a tree. I yeah. had uh, had a wonderful wonderful crop of uh, of hippies. Uh, oh yeah, they, they come in lovely. You know, they, they they love a bit of you know dirt between their toes. Oh, I know. I know. Uh, even had a had a had a reasonable line of tents show up. Oh yeah, you know I mean, uh, the uh, the sort of the big uh, the big oh the big old fence. bell tent yeah, 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 yeah a fancy yeah. number of the bell bell tents yeah, yeah, yeah. even yeah. had a couple of uh, had a couple of uh, food vans oh couple of food a couple vans of food oh I love it when a burger van comes up oh I know, know I know I smell smell you did the smell on the air it's so good and it I know it took, took us a few days to harvest but uh, it was, oh I it imagine was so. a wonderful yeah, wonderful yeah. crop. Yeah, I mean, getting hippies up out of the field can be a real nightmare. Oh yeah, some of them really didn't want to uh, get, roots get, get get right in there. Really didn't want to get up and move in. No, 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 no. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brochure Justice Warriors. Brochure Justice Warriors. Yeah. All right, there we. Right, how are you doing? Oh, you know, it's uh, a bit of a heavy weekend. You know, a oh, bit yeah. of a stomach problem most of the time. But you know, I'm. I think I'm doing all right. Have you been up to much? Oh, you know, I was, uh, I was having an interesting chat with someone at the weekend. You know, <laughs> uh, was chatting with someone about uh, about identity labels. Uh, oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they were sort of a little bit like, uh, you know, I, I, I sort of get where they're coming from a little bit. Yeah, but they yeah. sort of going, you know, why, why do you need labels for identities? Being like, you know, why yeah. why do trans people need to be called trans? Why do why do people need labels and names for the things they are? And uh, yeah, you know, you know. We, we, was it one of those we're all just people? You know? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And like, I, I get where it comes from because on paper, I theoretically agree. In a perfect world, yeah. we wouldn't need you know labels. Yeah, if a, only we lived in a perfect world. Well, exactly, like you know, in a perfect world. You know, uh, a trans person would never have to say, oh, I'm a trans woman. They'd just say, oh, I'm a woman, for example. Yeah. But, like, you know, in a world where um, there are mm. unique uh, hassles and prejudices experienced, yeah, yeah. Uh, where trying to find community and answers about your lived experience is important and trying yeah. to find community, having uh, an, an, a name for your identity can make it easier to find the people that sort of know what you've been going through and... Uh, explain in shorthand uh, what 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 you've got going on in life. Yeah, you know, help you find uh, relatable experiences, understand who you are. Uh, you know, uh, find other resources and and you know more information about your uh, your particular situation. Exactly. Like the way I try and put it is like uh, it's the same as when you get a diagnosis for something. It doesn't yeah. doesn't in on paper change anything about your lived experience. But having a name for what you're going through makes it easy to find uh, resources for uh, how how you can better help yourself with what you're going through. Yeah. Helps you better find resources from other people like yourself. Yeah. It makes it easier to shorthand Maybe support groups. Exactly, like that. makes it easier to shorthand explain to you know an employer or someone in your life what you're going through so they can go do their own research and understand your needs and yeah. uh, accommodations. It's, it's far simpler to go. I have or am this. And, you know, they can go and, and look into that as yeah. much or as little as they want, rather than going, 
well, I am a uh, a, a, a woman. Uh, I have uh, always felt that that is the case. Uh, but, you know, my uh, doctor, when I was born, uh, assigned me male. Something like that. Exactly. Like, it, it's much easier to say, for example, I'm autistic rather than you know, list out every single, uh, you know, diagnostic criteria you've got, you know. It's having a single succinct word that can sort of shorthand get someone to knowing what you're going through, but also that can, you know, experiences are easier to handle when you can name them, you know. It takes the the power away from the nebulous thing that sort of sits with you that's been causing you problems for years. Yeah. It can be very powerful to go, I know what that is. It's no longer this nebulous thing sort of ruling me. Yeah, and also, from from another point of view, you've got the fact that um, it it seems to be that when uh, fascism starts to descend, one of the first things they do is try and, you know, get rid of, of certain words. You know, you can't. There would, you know, we had Section Twenty Eight in the UK where you couldn't promote homosexuality. Yeah. Russia has a similar thing right now. The UK is possibly bringing that back for trans people. Indeed. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's uh, you, you need to be able to explain who you are, and you also need to be able to identify that uh, some people are very very bad, and uh, the it's usually the ones that are going. Oh no, you can't say that. Yeah. Uh, hug, mate. Yeah. 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 Good hug, mate. Good hug. Good hug. Right, I'll uh, go uh, make a cup of tea. Yeah, sounds, sounds lovely. So, Laura... Yes. I understand that you have a book in two weeks. I mean, by possibly the t- a week. I mean, by the time that this goes out, even on early access, it's going to be like a week away. Wow. Um, me and my dysphoria monster comes out on August eighteenth, which is the which is the Thursday after this episode goes up. Oh, um, that's real soon. It's an illustrated children's book. It's super soon. It's we're at the point now where like interviews and things are happening before it releases, and ah, uh, heck. Uh, there's gonna be a book. It's got beautiful, wonderful art. It go, really does. go check it out. I am so proud of this book existing. It doesn't quite feel real oh, yet. You did a blog post about it on uh, JKP. Yeah, I did a, a blog post for Jessica Kingsley Publishers. Um, I've <laughs> imminently, I've got, imminently got an interview going up on Pink News. I think. I've got a few things going up in a few places. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, I'm at Laura K. Buzz pretty much everywhere. Um, I will be at Kitacon at University of Warwick if anyone's going to be there uh, next week. I am going to be at Trondheim Pride in Norway in early September. I'm doing a panel uh, on September the 8th about LGBT representation in video games. And then on September the 9th about trans joy. Um, so if you are in Norway and going to Trondheim Pride, I'll be there. Come say hi. Yay. This will be my first time being at a Pride event in another country. Um, so that's very exciting. Heck yeah. Um, I think that's my main things I've got coming up. What about you, Jane? Well, we wrote a book together. We did. It's called Who Hunts the Whale. And Yay. I am led to understand that they are closing... 
the supporter section soon. <gasps> so you'll be able to pre-order it still. But if you don't hurry up, you won't be able to get your name in the book. Yeah, if you want your name in the back of the book, you have until a date I am going I to be... the 21st? I'm going to be Googling it while we talk. So, oh. like, if you talk about the other stuff we're oh. doing, I'll let us know when well, the... I'll keep talking about the book. Uh, it is about the, um... The joys, question mark, of working in the video game industry and uh, someone having to decide if it is too dangerous or not to do the right thing and and try and help a lot of people out who are being treated very, very badly. You were correct. It's August 21st that the supporter list closes. So if you want to get your name in the back of the book, August 21st is the deadline to uh, pre-order a copy. And then in the back of the book, your name will be there to be like, oh, hey, I helped make this book exist. I think you can still pre-order it, but you won't get your name in Yeah, you can still pre-order it. I believe you'll I believe you'll still be able to get some of the backer rewards. Uh, some of them might close. Some of them will probably stay open. Uh-huh. But it's because we're moving imminently closer to actually printing it. Oh, yeah. Because... We have to, at some point, stop putting names in the back of the book so we can put the book together and print it and make it a book. Indeed. And yeah. we have to have a bunch of copies turn up so that we can sign them. Indeed, which means that at some point, not that far in the future, the book's going to start being a book. Ah, oh, heck. Like, I think the only thing we've got left now is uh, dedications. Yes, yeah, so we'll... I need to write some of those. Yeah, we've got, we got to do some of those. Mm-hmm. I asked them when we got to do them, but they haven't told us yet. But we, oh, yes. Maybe we... We'll probably have done it by the time you hear this, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably start writing them tomorrow. Yeah. Well, uh, also I can be found at patreon.com slash radio. I have a link tree. It's linkter.ee slash janiac, J-A-N-E-I-A-C. Uh, you can help support me. You can get a t-shirt. You can get uh, all sorts of stuff. Check out my link tree. There's, there's good things. Uh, I've got a red bubble. It's lovely. I think that is everything. So, Laura, darling, yeah, will you sign us out? Or will you sing us out? Not sign us out. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll click log off. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh no! I can't upload it anymore. No. <laughs> Until next time, be a stranger. <laughs>